back to what we were saying about Trump and the visa thing. Is that like tell me more about that? Because because that just sounds I'm I haven't heard of this yet, and I'm just like I'm in shock because I I honestly like I have a lot of friends who live in Europe and like you know or at least like UK. I know that UK is no longer part of the European Union, but I mean you know people who live in France and people who live in Germany and stuff like that are definitely going to be affected by this. Yeah, basically I was reading today on CNN.com that the rules are going to be changing for traveling to Europe. And in 2021, the uh, European Union passed that in 2021 to be able to travel to Europe, you're not only going to have to have a passport, you're going to have to have a visa. So it's going to make things a lot more difficult for for most people to travel throughout Europe. That means Germany, France, Italy, Greece, countries like that. It's going to be really hard mm-hmm. for you to be able to travel freely. It sucks, I'm too, actually... because I've had a... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm glad I'm, I'm going to Israel this year and not in the, you know... A year ahead, because yeah, because uh, yeah. if I go too far into the future, you know, twenty twenty one is not far away. Although to be right. fair, you know, a new a new president could come in and maybe be like, you know, screw that, <laughs> erase it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That'd yeah, because nice. the whole landscape is changing so quickly. Like you don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. It's it's wild yeah. out here. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's just one of, it's just one of those things. I've had a passport for like ten years, and now really? I'm like, oh great, yeah. So now I'm just like, oh great, now I have to figure out reasons to be going to Europe, not just like a, just a trip. No. <laughs> have you? <laughs> I mean, have you renewed it? before no this will be I think, my I think you have to renew year. It. yeah okay. i'll have to re- i'll have to renew mine at the end of the year okay so that's so, not you know yeah. at least it's least is still 2019 we could still say that maybe skate by yeah. on something you know I mean? yeah i was um, planning on trying to go to france at the end of the year so i'm gonna have to get on that and go before yeah, they change should. change everything. <laughs> well, uh, so you're the for those who are listening and who don't know Monet, you're like the fashion guru at Salute. And so I kind of wanted to know, um, you know, if you went to France, would it be for something fashion related? That and I'm just obsessed with France because wine. And um, <laughs> I can't blame you on that one. Yeah, that and I, I've always loved uh, the French culture. I mean, my first name is is after a French impressionist, so I mean, you can't not That's true. You can't not love France when your name is Monet. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I've I al- never thought I've of always. It like that. Well, my dad, he and my uncle, 
Well, my dad and my uncle, they came up with my name. And my dad, I was firstborn. And my dad and all my uncles and my aunt, all of their names begin with M. And their middle names begin with E. And I was the first grandchild. so But I'm the last one whose first name begins with M and middle name begins with E. And my uncle, he was really big into art back in the day. He still is. He still loves art. Um, he was, uh, he was an amazing photographer. So they were trying to figure out what should her name be? We need something cool, different, expressive. So they sat down and they were like talking back and forth. And they came up with Monet, but to be different, instead of spelling it with the T, M-O-N-E-T, they decided to put an accent over the E and put a Y at the end because it was the 80s and they wanted to be cool. And I was the first kid that any of them were having. So we have to have something awesome. So they named me Monet, but it looks like money. I don't mind. I don't mind if you call me that. If you don't know any better, because that's what it does look like. It does look like that. If you don't know any better, I don't mind people saying that. But my thing is whenever people know after I've told them, and then they call me that. Or they just ignore it and, and, like, don't even ask. Like, is that your name or how do you pronounce your name? And then they just call me random names that begin with M. I get that all the time. Is it Dan? Dan? Daniel? Danny? I'm like, oh, I can't stand Danny. But sometimes I get it. (laughs) No, but people will, like, add entire, like, letters. Like, people will call me Monique. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, where Ooh. do you see an I or Q or U? Where do you see those letters? Like, just ask. Or oh, I've had boy. Monique, Monica. What's another one? Yeah, or just like any random black girl name of somebody that works with me. That that's a nice one too. I hate I hate when that happens. Like, oh, I don't know your name, so I'm just gonna call you the first black woman's name that comes to mind. Oh my god! Because, you know, we all have the same name. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you're making me blush right now. So <laughs> no, it it happened. It 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 has happened on several occasions, and it's not okay. No, I I I hear you. No, it's definitely not. I mean, that's. I mean, especially with some of the outrageous names. That's that's really sad and funny at the same time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, sorry I'm laughing. Being... No, it's okay. <laughs> it's just people being ignorant yeah. or ashamed to ask questions. Yeah. Like, I ask questions. I don't know about you. I Always. That's one big yeah, thing I've learned. Uh-huh. I, if, if my first thing uh, for every interview, actually, before every interview, and, and Adrian can attest to this is the first thing I ever ask is how do you pronounce your name um, stage name you know and how would you like it presented in the story like because I am very much 
yeah, I'm very much about like giving people the proper exposure if they don't want to identify their full name or if they want to like if they want to go by like a name like there's one guy um well I say one guy there's one rapper who I happened to interview named Muchi and um I you know there's three o's and two e's in the name so I didn't really know what to do in that situation so I asked you know I always ask it's always the first thing to do and I think it's the proper way to start an interview um and I think a lot of a lot of that sort of a lot of people feel like familiarity too familiar with people too these days. Like I feel a lot of people mm-hmm. refer to people by their first names and they don't even really know these people at all. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, it's like speaking of Biggie, it's like, you know, calling Biggie Smalls, Christopher was like a high honor. Like, you right. Know Cause I mean? you like don't that, know him. That, right. You don't, that's his first name. Like, if you knew his struggle, you knew where he came from, you knew how he grew up and you knew his family, you knew the people around him. Like then you could call him Christopher. That's that's how the story was. So like, you know, the fact that like there are people who are like so comfortable with like calling artists by their first names all the time. It's very weird to me too. Some some of that's really weird. That's like calling someone, that's like calling, like speaking to someone and calling them by like their family name like everybody has a family name you know i hate when people who know of my family name try and call me by my family name and they're not family that is like one of the most disrespectful things to me it drives me crazy because it was like you didn't earn the right to be able to speak to me on that level (laughs) yeah you know what i mean is that does that make sense to you (laughs) That makes per- no. That totally makes perfect sense. So, just to name another example, the weekend. This is another one I hear all the time. Oh, Abel, you know, you don't know him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people. Yeah, on you know, that You're not on a first name basis. You know, it's funny to me because like Kanye sort of became like that larger than life sort of spectacular kind of like from behind the scenes to in front of the scenes sort of person um Mm -hmm. you know swizz beat sort of made that transition sort of but not really like you know he he still sits in the back seat kind of you know what i mean like like he's kind of he's not like prominent he like he makes the beat he makes a fire beat and everybody wants to hear a swizz beat beat but like not like right in your face either so it's like you know mm-hmm. i don't know i that's how i feel about that um so since today is march 9th i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about biggie and just right. because it's been 22 years and i am it's so crazy i'm 30 i'm 30 and i still like to me, there was like still like a, a like nine eleven in New York was a big shocking moment. I know it's like impossible to compare the two, but like there was like if there was ever like a moment where all of New York City was rattled for like a good minute, I think right. hearing Biggie Smalls die, you know, was was that moment. I think that was, it wasn't just New York. It was just, like, collectively 
just the musical community as a whole. Because I remember when that shit went down. Like, the musical community as a whole and just, like, anyone who was tapped in to music on that level, like, everybody was shook. Everybody. Like, it was crazy. I remember watching watching his funeral procession, like, going on, like, on MTV, like, through Brooklyn. It was crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I I watched it on MTV myself. You know, I wasn't, wasn't in the city that day, obviously. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't as impacted. I was, I was only a small, I was a little kid. I didn't really even know, you know, Biggie Smalls music impacted me much more like, you know, later in life sort of it didn't speak to me as a youth as much as it did later in my my um you know elder years but knowing the impact seeing the impact of this one artist and just like the fact that he worked for everything came from nothing and like died in like the most typical fashion in my opinion, I I feel like it's like it's it's one of those like unjust stories. Like, it definitely like, was. Yeah. It, it and, was, and I mean, it, and it was at the height of the gangster rap too. So it it was really a testament to the times that we were living in, as far as like music, life imitating art. Yeah, that was like that was exactly what he was going through, like the struggles he rapped about and the things that he went through like on the block basically reflected in his death. Like that it was real, it was wild, it was wild west out there. Wild yeah, east no, wild west. <laughs> no, literally, um I and it's funny you say that. I was watching I was watching the old video from the Source Awards um that year. Um and if uh, you yeah. remember if you remember how how Shug gets up on stage and he's like he yeah. makes an offer to Biggie and <laughs> I mean the whole the you don't have like a public spectacle like this either anymore. No, like, and I mean I, Kanye like... Kanye was like the last of the public spectacles I feel like because I mean he and he does this shit when it's like unnecessary and unwarranted but like this stuff was like like you said the wild west the wild east this was. This was crazy. This was flooded with subliminal messages, and you know, and even though Diddy was like, you know, uh, we're we're above all of it, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, Suge had his way about things too, and you know, I I don't know who killed who or whatever happened in that situation, but I I. I I really do think it comes down to to Diddy and and Shook less than it comes down to, you know. There's a lot of different, yeah. There's there's a lot of different like theories and scenarios about that entire situation, but I'm not even talking about theories or scenarios. I just mean like in general, like of of causing the ruckus. You know what I mean? Like causing the, the hoopla over East and West and all that stuff because like Snoop then gets on stage and he's getting booed and like and I'm like watching this and I'm like I forgot how crazy 90s were 
Yeah, the 90s were yeah. super wild. Like, if you, like, people don't realize it until, like, hindsight is always twenty twenty. And when you look back on the state of music, especially hip-hop in the 90s, like, no offense to the people who are out now, these kids right now, they have no idea what how wild it was <laughs> back in the day. Like, there was no P, there was no PR. Like, no one listened to PR. PR, what is that? Right. Like, I do what I want. Yeah. I say what I want. And these weren't just, like, fake Instagram thugs. Like, these dudes were killers for real. Right. You didn't need – first of all, that's another thing, too. Like, in order to get onto to who a major shot label, and tell me. In order to get onto a major label, you have to have a certain number of Instagram followers today. That dynamic in the 90s did not exist. You had to find these people from the streets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whoever signed, you know, whoever was the first to sign big, which, you know, I mean, obviously Puffy had, like, a major role in that. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of, like, you know, that that Sorry. sort of defining, a, that sort of defined A&R at a certain point, too. That was, like, sort of, like, the peak, some people say. Um, because, yeah. you know... Um, when you have somebody who's like literally not just your business manager, but like your closest confidant, like you can trust this person with like calls, messages. This person's not just, you know, this person's your manager, but he's also like the CEO president of like, you know, this guy's a businessman. Like that's how Puffy works. So, you know, in my opinion, I think I think that that also was just like it was much more different dynamic then than it is now. Like I think that if Biggie Smalls had to survive on likes and, and Facebook posts and all that other shit, he'd probably be like, "Fuck this! Sorry, pardon my French, but you know, screw this! Uh, you know, I'm trying to keep it cleaner." trying to keep my podcast cleaner because uh, uh, <laughs> we want those sponsors. Wink. Um, but, um, yeah, no. Well, no, uh, I just that... feel like, I feel like nowadays, I don't think, I don't think it would be that. I just feel like nowadays, like, it's harder to be authentic without Absolutely. drawing too much of the wrong attention. You know what I mean? Because, like, now, yeah. I mean, look at what happened to XX Temptation. I mean, like, basically, like, people who are so obsessed with followers murdered that dude. Yeah, you for know, clout. That's, that's, that's really for sad, clout. too. For, you insta- know. for Instagram clout. That's the thing, like, that's what, <sighs> like, separates now from back in the day, like, Back in the day, those is real. Those is real hitters out here. Like I was, I was, there wasn't no like there. There was no like oh I'm gonna get on the gram and floss. Like no, like these dudes is really out here getting this chicken. Like in in the worst way. You yeah, know what I mean no, in the worst it, way, it, and like you couldn't just run up on them like that. No, there was no I'll running you, up on I, these dudes. Like if you listen, if you listen to anything Tupac ever produced, like. Any, anything anything Biggie ever produced, anything they ever put out, like, from Jump, 
they were hitters. Like, you're not just going to run up on them, period. Like, they were on the block for real. They weren't just out here like, oh, yeah, I sold a couple a couple grams. I sold some bricks. Like, no, they were selling for real. They were hitters for real. Like, you couldn't just run up on them like that. Like, like these new kids, I don't the, know. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the new kids, did you hear about, um, sorry, YBN Almighty J? Is the no, name of this... Uh, so this is, um, uh, you know, YBN is one of those groups. Um, I know YBN Corday and, and a few others are from, like, Maryland area. Um, I don't know where this guy is exactly from, but uh, basically he was doing a show, um, and uh, a couple dudes, you know, saw him in the street, and they were like, oh, who's that? And they jumped him, and they videotaped the whole thing. They put it on Instagram and YouTube, and it's like – just basically video of them jumping this dude for his like chain and his like you know his money and his like you know whatever he has on him and it's like first of all you know the cops are gonna like get get you that's what I don't you know the cops are gonna get these kids like if you have I don't know why you why you would why you would ever post this why would you make this public why do you need to make this public why do you need the clout what is clout, clout going to get you? Is going clout chasing is going to get you a prison sentence? What good is that going to do? Look what Takashi's gotten now. Now he's going to be gone forever. I mean, like he's pretty much going to blip off the you know the radar because if if he does get out, um, which he probably will at some point soon, um, you know, uh, you know, he's definitely going to need to be in like protective custody or something like you know so why would anybody yeah. want that kind of lifestyle why would anybody look for that kind of lifestyle why would anybody say you know why would anybody agree to go to jail for jesse smollett why would you know i'm I'm wondering these things because like it doesn't make sense to me Some it, of it, it doesn't make doesn't sense make to sense. anyone <laughs> it doesn't make sense to anyone dan i'm like Honestly, and you know what? You're going to have to edit. So we were talking about the state of the culture and, you know, like just people filming stuff for Instagram and things like that. And, you know, it really says something about the way we communicate as a people. It is so, it is so ingrained in our society now that we have to film and record absolutely everything that right. no one no one subscribes to like the old the old way of things as, as far as like the old way of gangsters, you know what I mean? Like I was telling somebody <laughs> not too long ago they were saying that they were like a huge like gangster movie fan, which is a whole big thing of mine, and they were, I was like, "Well, what gangster movies have you watched?" And they were like, "Oh, well, Scarface is my favorite. And I was like, okay, what other ones have you watched? And they told me they'd never watched uh, The Godfather. And I was like, oh you're not a fan. I was like, you know nothing. <laughs> I was like, you know nothing. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I was, I'm, I'm a snob when it comes to that. I was like, you know nothing. And they're like, what do you mean? That's like the ultimate gangster film. I was like, no. I said, I was like, there's levels, okay? I was like, you have to watch The Godfather. You oh, have yeah. to watch Casino. I was like, you have to watch the Casino. You have to watch Goodfellas. 
You have to watch The Godfather, Scar, Scarface. You have to watch all those movies. You have to watch The Departed. You have to, there's so many movies. Godfather but, 2 is a must. Exactly. The entire Godfather series. But at the end of the day, you cannot just watch Scarface and say that you are a gangster movie fan because that is not the case. Although I love Al Pacino. Not the case. <laughs> but to 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 expand on what I was talking about originally, like the whole reason why gangsters in all those movies only use cash to buy things is cash tells no tales. Cash does not have or at the time, cash did not have a way for you to for you to track where straight cash came from. If it was credit or anything else, you could track where that came from. If it's cash, you can't tell where it came from. Therefore, you can't tell me how I got it. You can't tell me it wasn't a gift. You can't you can't trace anything back to me. I feel like now in terms we live of in a world where everyone like wants the wire to be traced back to them. Yeah. That's oh, true. Yes. I feel Agreed. like the wire was the wire. a gangster was a gangster the like wire TV was show. one of the greatest the wire let me let me tell you the wire was one of the greatest television series or any other like dramatization <laughs> that was so no. ingrained in the I, culture of oh, what yeah. it actually is like when i first watched the wire like i binged every single episode i'm I'm late to the game when it comes to the wire i binged everything oh no you're, you're not like, alone it took it took me a few it I, like i only started uh i only got through it um i think the first time i watched it while i was in college and then uh i watched it again a couple years ago uh, it's yeah I you know i was pretty it. late to the game yeah i started the wire like about five years ago but when I watched The Wire, like, it blew my mind how accurate it really was, like, to right? my upbringing. Because I grew up in, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I grew up in a really, really, really bad part of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And oh. let me tell you, it wasn't, it was, it, I mean, it was resonated it, with, with, really, it was, it was, it, you know, I know you, you said Pittsburgh. I, I mean, obviously, it's a big city. It's, you know, very well yeah. known for its steel. And Every city has stuff. a hood. It's, it's steel and it's Every steelers. Every city has a hood. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I, but I didn't know it was it was, a, it was so similar to Baltimore. Because, I oh, mean, yeah. that's really, you know, that's really. Oh, yeah, what, especially, like, even, in, even down to, like, the architecture. Oh, yeah. That's why we're. That's yeah. why Pittsburgh and Baltimore are such tough rivals with each other. I mean, like but our I, fan base I'll, I'll, are so close to each other. I'm not gonna lie. I see a lot of. I see a lot of the NYCHA New York City housing projects and some of the buildings in the wire as well. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of there's a, a lot of the architecture is very similar. You know, um, yeah. up, build it up. Um, build it, you know, with bars and like all this other stuff, you know, make it like 
buzzers and all this other, you know, nonsense. And it's just, I don't know. Well, even it's like just, with, remember, remember when Snoop and, uh, or Snoot and, um, what's his name? They were hiding people in the row houses. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, like I grew up like one of the first apartments my mom and I ever lived in was like a row house. It was a little oh row house duplex. God. Yeah, like <laughs> wow. Yeah, like so but like not even that, just like the every city has a hood and oh most That's hoods true. are the same when it comes down when it comes down to, you know, drugs and and, and the block and the way things are, like it resonated with me so much whenever I watched that because like the way they did it was so real to how it actually, how it actually was like back in that time. Right. Yeah. It was was pretty raw. (laughs) But I mean, you're, you're, you're a few years older than me. So I I think that it resonates with you a little bit more. The nineties as an era, I mean, resonates more with you than it does necessarily with me just because you know i also was big on the end of that tail end of you know the sync era and stuff like that too so you know um which is kind of pathetic if you really think about it comparing you know any era before 2000 to any era after 2000 is kind of like sad well it 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 was just, I know, that's, was just that's me being time. negative. <laughs> me being <laughs> no. negative. It was just a different time because, like, we just lived in a different world. Technology really took over. And that's what I was talking about before is, like, now people don't know how to communicate. Everyone just communicates. Like, we have, we have, broadened, the, we have broadened how we can communicate. But we've but we made how we communicate so linear, if that makes sense. I, I no, I I I I do agree with you. Uh, I I think like people in in to be you know honest, I I think a lot of people don't send you know snail mail, as they say, to people. I don't think a lot of people handwrite or type letters anymore i think a lot of it is you know printed in computer or 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 just grabbed at hallmark or something like that without thought yeah just emails yeah so it's just you know what i mean it's it's impersonal that's the other thing it it is very impersonal i i i like i i happen to be a big fan of gifs i love posting people uh gifs for people when it's their birthday usually i try to make it as like close to like relevant to to you know who they are as a person as i can i try to make it fun but it's like it sometimes it can be hard because like you also type in you know gif birthday and then there's like 30 birthday gifs that come up like automatic and they're all cookie cutter the same and if you send somebody that it's like you know it's almost like, you know, hey, I don't care about you. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't right. send my brother, I can't send my brother a, a gif of like, you know, and it's only me being, you know, just like hitting him up on Facebook. Obviously, I'm going to call him and, and say, you know, 
say hi, but it's like that's that's you know that's the thing. Um, so uh, on to my next on to my next thing. Uh, kind of wanted to ask you. I know we only mentioned it really quickly. Um, have you heard about this new documentary? Uh, the new MJ documentary. I have heard about yeah. it. Um, I do. I did see that. Um, I believe his name is Wade Wilson, the former choreographer for Britney and um, Wade, Wade Robeson. Um, Wade, Wade Robeson. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, you're um, okay. Wade Wilson. Is, yeah, uh, I saw that. I saw that he was involved. <laughs> Sorry, I oh. didn't even hear my dog. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Um, no, I uh, is that the little wiener dog? I'm sorry. Just yes, brief. it's him yeah. and and the terrier. They're crazy. Oh, I like, but um, I like, I like. I don't know why I like wiener dogs. They're cute. Sorry, <laughs> hold on for one second. <laughs> Yeah, they're all riled up because of my neighbors. We just got new neighbors, and they can, like, hear them going up and down the driveway, so they're, like, freaking out. Um, but, yeah, I saw a bit about it. I have not personally watched it yet, but, I mean, this is nothing new. It's the same thing with R. Kelly. Like, it's not new. Like, it's new to the younger generation, but... We all knew this. Like I've known this my whole life. Uh, like I've, I've known not, this since I was a child. <laughs> it's not new. It's it's dark. I'll say that much. It's very dark. Um, there's a lot of information that, like, you know, one of the before. one of the yeah, one of the one of the um, two gentlemen that, that stepped forward didn't, you know, previously mm-hmm. didn't. Um, the other one, you know, Wade, like you said, he, he had spoken out against it. Um, he, he changed his, uh, tune a few years ago and it was already too late. And a lot of people commented because, you know, Michael Jackson was already dead. Um, and again, there is a relevant aspect to that. I think too, the man's already dead, you know, his children want to live, you know, yeah. Their own lives, I'm sure, and 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 this is, you know, a big, it's a big, you know, doesn't look good. I'll say that much for sure. Um, yeah. A lot of people are turning against MJ. I heard physical album sales are actually starting to drop of Michael Jackson stuff. It's actually making a dent um, in that aspect, which is strange. Um, but but uh, streams are at an all time high, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about you know MJ as a musical artist. He literally is one of the greatest musicians that ever walked this planet. Like there, there's no denying. That's just like Prince is one of the greatest musicians to ever walk this planet. I know back in the day there was like a huge like Prince versus MJ like fan base. Yeah. 
situation going on, but both of them in their own right are the greatest, two of the greatest musicians to ever walk this planet. However, you cannot, like, see the forest without seeing the trees. Right. That right. makes sense. Absolutely. No, you absolutely. Cannot, I, I, we are, separate the, like, the musical community. The yeah, you can't, the musical community and we as a whole, everyone who enjoys music, who has been alive for the past, like, 40, 50 years, 30, 40, 50 years, we've all heard these stories for years. And people within the industry, outside of the industry, have looked past what we all have heard was there. None of these stories are new. All this stuff has been heard a million times, but people, especially within the media, have completely fogged the lens and only focused on the music. And you cannot... Hold on. (laughs) Sorry. You cannot separate the music from the man at a certain point. You just can't. The same man who is doing these things, these horrible atrocities, is the same man that creates the music. As much as I love, 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 love everything that Michael Jackson has has created throughout his lifetime of music, right. at the end of the day, you can't separate that from who he was as a man. His The music and the man are the same person. It's the same the same person who created the music is the same person who's who's doing these things behind closed doors. And at what point are we going to keep enabling people who are great on one aspect yeah. and horrible people as another? You just can't you can't. You can't. And and I think that's a big aspect of the documentaries as well is 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 focusing on the number of people who had a hand in setting these things up. Oh like, yeah, these it's were the same not thing. these it's were the not just these were not just the uh, yeah exactly exactly it is same the same thing. thing with R. Kelly and 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 with Michael Jackson it, again you know on more unnamed you know people associates that happen to have been involved from the get-go who happened to arrange these, you know, sit-downs and meetings. And, and and in the movie, they even show, you know, in the in the newest documentary, they even show um, how, you know, basically they set up arrangements for Michael to go to Australia and meet with Wade. And it's, it's it, 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 like I said, it is a disturbing kind of uh, watch um, it's kind of interesting to see too, because there is a, a certain level of um, mental anguish that, like, people don't really understand that as a child, like how how messed up and how deeply rooted that like these things go. 
Um, I think a lot of people just don't realize, just don't realize how deeply rooted trauma goes in general. I think people, a lot of people who don't realize, who don't think that they've gone through trauma or don't realize that they've gone through trauma or how it works, don't realize how deep those scars can go. Like, and until you start to examine yourself on a deeper level, I don't think you really understand what trauma really is or how it resonates with with people because I think I think tra- trauma traumas. is an internal it's an internal sometimes experience it's yeah. something that it, it definitely And sometimes is. it happens and it sometimes it happens to one person doesn't happen necessarily to the other you know what I mean um Exactly it's hard exactly. it's hard sometimes to relate to somebody who's been through something traumatic because you, you, you try so hard to put yourself on their level and it's, it's impossible because the, the yeah, feelings you can, you can of try depression to empathize. And hurt. You can, you can try to like sympathize with them, but you can't empathize with them. You know what and I mean? That's, that's, and those are that's two different hard. things. Yeah, especially for someone who hasn't gone through that type of trauma. Like, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who just could not comprehend why people, victims who have gone through certain types of trauma, don't just come out with it as soon as it happens. And... I was speaking to them. I was like, there are so many levels to what you just said. Oh, I was yeah. like, I don't think you understand the comprehension. I was like, it it starts with who the abuser was. Right. And and person. with this and, and with the, the Michael Jackson thing, this documentary shows at least the level of deep psychological trauma that there is, or at least the pattern that existed and and the pattern that may exist in other children who haven't stepped forward or, or in the past because there have been allegedly more. So, you know, we nobody knows. Nobody sh- you have someone who is that famous and someone who has had multiple accusations against them over so many different decades. And then even the the private information from from the victims, from each individual victim, from each individual individual victim scenarios over the over the years of the uh of the documentary that I saw years ago, it all started to align. Like how many times can you hear the same story from different people who have never met each other, especially before the era of social media, before the era of social media and things still sound the same from people who have never met one another from different parts of the planet before the whole social media boom who didn't know each other. And they have the same story. After a while, yeah. you have Absolutely. to start to actually look 
at the evidence and the facts and like piece together one of the other different individual that, stories and and say okay what's different about each of these but what's the same right. about each of these how could right. each of these people know these certain things how could the same thing the same thing happen the same way to each of these different people and they don't know each other they ha- there has to be one common denominator yeah no absolutely and and it's um in the documentary they also show like you know the outlines of the of, of the ranch and all this other stuff and how the rooms were laid out and how how it was like plotted that that there were like at least like three rooms between two people like at all times and like it's it's just it's crazy it's crazy and um so i i know um we got more to talk about other than this but um just to like kind of um wrap things up on this i kind of wanted to ask you what you think of uh the growing number of musical documentaries and 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 these sort of you know i don't want to say accusatory documentaries but do you feel like it's a fad because i i there are some days where i feel like i wake up and i'm like documentaries lately are just like seem to be going after people now that seems to be the thing um i am all for actual journalism i'll say that first i'm all for like real like hard-working journalism and and journalists who are actually out here searching for the truth and trying to help people voice their truths i'm all for that i'll say that first I do feel like right now we are going through an informational like craze where people like feel like they need to know, want to know, or want to try and voice their truth, which it can be good and can be bad at the same time. Because some of them I feel as though they might only be trying, they could only be trying to get a check, but they could be just trying to voice their truths. In the age of social media, you never really know at this point because of all the reality television situations we have going on right now. You don't know what's real, what's fake until you look at all the information. And nowadays you can get on television and make hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars off of something that's completely false or something that's completely true to what happened to you you just don't know anymore and what i do feel is that if you're going to come out about an abusive situation that happened to you at this point or in the past and you're going to come out about it now I feel like right. you really have to be and be very vigilant about the information that you put out there and about your truth and what actually happened to you and don't let anybody try to skew the truth just to make it more dramatized or to make it more grandiose than what it was. Just tell your truth. 
and let mm-hmm. it be what it is. And if people don't believe you, they don't believe you. If people believe you, they believe you. But don't, like, try to dramatize anything or make or take away I'm trying to say this in a way that that makes sense. Don't try and over-dramatize anything or try to tear someone down over something that did not happen, if that makes sense, or try to get a check over something that never happened. Because there are plenty of, I won't say plenty, there are many, many, many victims of abuse out there who have never found the courage to speak their truth for people who are not victims of any of any sort of abuse to lie and 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 really dilute the truth of others who have been abused if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the problem that we have. That's why there's so many people that are victim blaming, especially since we're talking about the documentaries with especially like with the R. Kelly case. The amount of women that I've seen, women and men, but it, it especially disgusts me with other women that have tried to tear down victims is beyond me. Like, it completely disgusts me. Like, the hero that worship attacked, that we that have. Attacked, that have attacked the victims of R. R- Kelly's yeah. victims. Yeah, because they're on television. Wow. They don't realize, the, the women that are attacking the victim don't realize we live in a completely social media, social society. So... Right. If they were to come out with their story, of course it's going to be on television. Of course it's going to be on social media. Of course it's going to be all all over the blogs. The difference whenever you do a documentary or do some type of television programming is that you get to tell your entire side of the story with no breaks, with no right. with no outside influence, like cutting in on you. Nobody cut like. This is your truth, and you are authorizing what is said. You are authorizing what is coming out. Like, you have control over what you are saying, what you are doing, so people can see your side of the story. The fact that all of these women across the world have just been completely denouncing what these other women have gone through is beyond me, especially women who probably have family members that have gone through trauma and abuse and don't understand what it takes to actually speak those truths. Like, I know women who were abused whenever they were children and to this day have never told, you know, their parents. 30, 40 years down the line, never told their parents. Because of the person who abused them was a family member or somebody close to the family. Wow. And they always felt like they could never say anything 
or like like it people people who haven't gone through that or aren't close to anyone who have gone through that who sit there and victim shame and victim blame and ask all these asinine questions about oh well they're just trying to get money why did why are why are they coming out now cuz it takes time to work through that type of trauma and come to a point within yourself where you can actually even think about it because a lot of times with 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 different victims who have gone through abuse to be able to process things and like live on a day-to-day basis a lot of times victims have to compartmentalize those things and put them away put them in a box and put that box on a shelf in the back of the closet just to be able to function and a lot of people don't realize that yeah no absolutely i I think it some traumas you have to compartmentalize and put them away so you can actually function or you're going to lose your entire shit (laughs) for lack of a better word right no no i i completely agree with you um so i i hate to cut you short um we have about uh eight or so minutes more um but uh just wanted to um you know as you know i have you on the line i kind of wanted to talk to you about um something else that you know a lot about and that's rock music and um happen to know you know one of your favorite bands is coming out with a new album so i'm sure you're pumped for that one but um there's a whole bunch of new music coming out so i kind of wanted to talk to you about that okay what do you think of uh uh, i'm first of all uh deftones i heard are coming out with a new album yes yes they're in the studio i'm so excited i heard crosses is also in the studio so i'm just like please lord jesus a, a double album this year is going to be the, the business. They said it's as dark as white. They said it's as dark as white pony. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I hope so. Oh I happen to think that that was a a. It was a a beautifully climactic album. I think for you know. That, I, I don't know. For I, me, is number one. That will always be my number one. White pony will always be my number one. Although. I do love Around the Fur. Around the Fur is amazing. White Pony is what introduced me. So that will always well, be my number one. <laughs> what was the album that came out uh, last year, the year before that, with all the, um, the flamingos? Oh, yeah. That was... Uh, it was like huh. Gore or something I went like to that. that t- yeah, that was Gore. Yeah, I went to that yeah. tour, actually. Yeah. It was a really it was I, love that I, I really liked that album. That was a really good that was a really, really solid record. They were in a solid place, I feel like. And and that's why it it, it was just it was well rounded. I feel like they came to they came it was, they came full circle after everything with Chi and they finally got like back in a really good Zen place. I feel like that album was in a zen place. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I I um I I honestly I want to see the I want to see Deftones again. Um I happen to like them a lot. Um last time I saw them? them I was 
I saw them once when I was a kid, and unfortunately, it was um, they played right after Mudvayne and before Lincoln Park at a dysfunctional family picnic in like 2004. Ooh, I was still yeah, in. I, was, I, was, I think I was. Yeah, I was. I was. I was still in high school I think or or like baby a freshman yeah. oh yeah that was, that, was baby a, that was a great that was a great concert too because Metallica Metallica and Linkin Park oh my god and Limp Bizkit too oh my god that was weird I'm not a big your Limp parents Bizkit deserve fan, but... a medal for for like being so awesome about letting you go to concert <laughs> Like, I, I I do I do I I I will say I will say that uh, I always acknowledge the fact that my parents raised me well. They raised me on on a good music, uh, a solid foundation, for sure. Although although letting Fred Durst run around a stadium with a flamethrower, still one of uh, the highlight stories of my childhood, for sure. Um, although I, I, you know, like I said, I'm not a big Limp Bizkit fan, but just having seen that was pretty nuts. <laughs> I um, will leave my, I will leave my tool story for another night then. Oh my God. Yes, we do need to discuss that. Actually, we should discuss that. Um, we should discuss that soon and, and on another podcast, okay. but, but we should discuss that soon because, um, Obviously, Tool's in the studio, and and I'm a big Tool fan, and um, I yeah. I think that whenever they finally finally come out with this album, um, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. We're gonna have so yeah. much to talk about. I did about like because, Eat the Elephant, though. I I, I, I did I did we, like Eat the Elephant. I do I did too actually I liked it a lot. Um, I'm a, I'm I. For anybody who's a fan of um, what what are the what was the name of that book? Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's yeah. a song on there. Uh, they do a rendition of "Thank You, um, So Long, and Thanks for All the Fish" from the yeah, which which I still think is just ridiculous. Um, it I Maynard. <laughs> I would love to see Maynard do something with Les, Les Claypool in like some sort of super group. I know that they probably would not get along. Their two personalities are very <laughs> similar and probably would clash. Type A personality. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just totally think that it would sound amazing because let's face it, Les Claypool as a bassist and Maynard as a vocalist are just Mm-hmm. They're both banana. They're both completely bananas people, as as people. Yeah. So you know, like as a as a combo, it would be just ridiculous. Um, but speaking of Les Claypool, there is also um, I don't know if you uh, listen to his music, but he's also doing something with Sean Lennon. Um, obviously, John oh, really? Lennon, one of John Lennon's children. Um, and uh, he, they, they did something previously called the Lennon Claypool Delirium. So this is actually their second. It's going to be their second album, and it's going to be pretty trippy, I'm sure, um, if it's anything like the first one, which was completely. Well, Sean Lennon's music's pretty, pretty trippy, anyway. So. 
He's actually that would be interesting. He's very talented, you know. I I have something to say talented. about that. Some, and I want to know. I want to just just to leave this off because I, I'm also a big fan of the Grateful Dead. Um, as a few other people listening will know, or who people who know me very well know, um, I'm a big fan of the Dead. Um, what do you think of John Mayer as uh, a musician, as a guitarist, and and do you think he can do Jerry Garcia? I John Mayer. I like John Mayer as a guitarist. John Mayer is a great guitarist. I don't know how I feel about him channeling Garcia. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there, those two artists are in the same realm if yeah. that makes sense <laughs> like I feel like they're not yeah. like he I, I feel like he's he's a great guitarist but I don't know if he's that great to be on that level I'll I'll just say that <laughs> I just want I just want so, I didn't mean to put you on the spot I just I just wanted to get so, your, your, your take on it so I just don't want to say he, he does, I don't want to he, say he he's not great no, no, I, yeah, yeah I'm, he's, I'm not, he, he's talented. He plays with them. He does, he does his thing. He plays with Dead and Company now, or 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 did for a brief period of time, and and, and he did his thing. I I think you can't hate on the guy. I think you know he has, if he has a love yeah. for an art form, you know he he went and he did his thing. He tried, um, a diff something different. I think that's hard for many artists that are. True. Evolving nowadays, I think. Like, I think Justin True. Bieber is like doing the whole Christian thing because he wants something different. I think. I think this is, you know, what I mean, I think everybody's yearning for for different something that's not yeah. the same as music everybody else. Music is about evolution. Yeah, music is about right. evolving. It's about evolution, and you know, it's a sign of times where people go with their music as well but i i will say that i'm not going to i'm not a hater because john mayer is a is a really good guitarist he's a great guitarist i just don't know if that's the genre for him like sometimes i feel like it is and other i don't know other times i'm just i hear it and it doesn't resonate with me if that makes sense I I I I kind of agree. I feel agree like Mayer. I feel way. like Mayer would be better as a bluesy guitarist. I I than a rock I, guitarist. I completely agree with you on that. I have, however, I also think that if he ever decided to go and make a new pop album, like he did with, um, you know. Um, you know, his, you know, big um, start in music. Um, I kind of wanted to, like, you know, I think if he went back and he made a pop album now, I would want to listen to it and I would probably expect it to be a step above. You know what I mean? And I The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.